Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe and I'm so excited for today's author interview. Today I am joined by one of my favorite authors and favorite people, Alexa Martin. Alexa's playbook series, which follows wives and girlfriends in the NFL, um, is one of my favorite series and I absolutely love her foray into women's fiction, mom jeans, and other mistakes. But now, Alexa is back with one of my favorite books of the year, and I'm not just saying that. Better Than Fiction follows Drew, who inherits her grandmother's bookstore, but there's one problem. She's a self-proclaimed book hater. But with the help of a nosy group of book clubbers who want to help her, and by help, I mean meddle in her love life, and a romance author who's visiting the bookstore in order to do research for his latest project, Drew comes to realize that there may be romance all around us. It is so good. I love this conversation with Alexa, and I hope you do too. Welcome to Read It or List It. I'm so excited to welcome back Alexa Martin. We had Alexa on last year with her new book, Mom Jeans and Other Mistakes. Oh, and Beasley has arrived. Beasley knows that uh, I talk to Alexa all the time. So she thinks it's just a normal, normal video call. But Alexa has a new book coming out, Better Than Fiction, which I... I, I think you may have topped some of the book boyfriends you've created before in Jasper. So I'm so excited to have Alexa back. How are you? Yay, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. <laughs> Can't I, wait. I literally put in my notes, uh, figure out a way to keep this professional, but also fun because <laughs> Alexa is your real life friend. <laughs> it's so funny. I know I was thinking whenever I do a podcast, I have to, or like anything before I have to like tell myself, like, it's okay. You're just talking to your friend. because I get really nervous and it's fun because I didn't have to do this test this time because you are. <laughs> I know that's how I felt too. I normally, I always get a little anxious before interviews just because everyone is always so generous. I've only had a couple interviews where I was like, oh gosh, I was like pulling teeth to try to get like 20 minutes out of that person. Um, but it was so nice to like wake up today and like, just be able to text you and be like, oh, by the way, I'm running behind and not have to like, your publicist is probably going to listen to this being like, they did what? (laughs) Cause normally I have to like email publicists and like, I I don't always have such easy access. It was very nice. You got all the access. <laughs> all the access. Yes. Um, I know. I think I've talked about on the podcast before um, how Amber Burns is one of my writing partners and we always have meetings and now Alexa has joined that and it's made like, I have to like pinch myself sometimes. Like, I know you don't think that you're cool, but like, I'm literally like, oh my God, like, so how did, I like, like, what a fraud. I like you say joy like I just like casually came no I like barged into your inboxes and was just like let me in no but it has made like such a huge difference in my writing life and honestly my reading life and my friendship life so I'm so excited um because I your dedication and your acknowledgments and better than fiction just like really wrecked me (laughs) in the best way and you can tell that this is a book that you poured like your heart and soul into and it's takes place in such a special place so set the scene where is this book set sell because it is so everybody knows I'm a mountain girl and the vibes are just like there (laughs) yeah I 
it's like a love story between Jasper and Drew, but also Drew in Colorado. Like I kind mm-hmm. of feel like it is partly my love letter to Colorado, which is where I was born and raised and I love it there. So Better Than Fiction takes place with Drew, who has just inherited her grandmother's bookstore. It's a little bookstore in Denver, Colorado. She used to be a travel photographer, but when her grandma passed away and she inherited the store, she kind of threw everything away and wanted to focus only on the store and keeping her grandmother's legacy alive and making her proud. So there's just the problem that she doesn't love books. (laughs) So she's like, I don't know how I'm going to run a bookstore. But luckily for her, she's got the Dirty Birds, which is the book club that meets inside of the store, which are her grandmother's friends who want to help her. And by help, I mean metal in her life. (laughs) Yes. They're the best characters and they make me laugh so much because I'm in a book club in our neighborhood and I'm the only person under 30 years old in the book club. And that means that literally everybody else is like in their 60s. Like, I think there's like one woman. One woman is um, 97. Her name is Trudy and she's amazing. She escaped the Nazis. Perfect. Yes, she's brilliant. So the Dirty Birds, I was like, oh my God, this is like literally me. (laughs) They're very much, well, so- we've lived in so many places because my husband played football and then he we he went back to school we've just been bouncing around so he lived in Wyoming for a year and when we lived in Wyoming he somehow managed to get me an invite to a book club that again was like yours I was thinking I was the only person under the age of 60 there and I had my youngest daughter she was an even one at the time they're like bring the baby we're all grandmas here we love her we'll hold her and like (laughs) reading all of the books and they were so cool like they oh Alice had to love that (laughs) oh yeah well she was so itty bitty she didn't care um she was I mean I think only like six months old maybe but like it tracks Um, with her personality as to like how she is now she was like I was yeah Yeah, honestly (laughs) yeah that does track so but these ones I really took inspiration from my grandma's group of friends Hmm. I think there's my grandma moved to Colorado when she was in her 20s maybe early 30s um and back then right their long distance calls weren't something you could just do and a bunch she kind of became friends family like found family with these other women who had moved from Chicago and they all raised their kids together they bought a little consignment store on Colfax in Denver and had their own business together and my grandma was a librarian at a middle school for a while, which um, is kind of how uh, Drew's grandmother found her love of books. So she was um, a librarian. And I know my grandma was really the person who like taught me like to love books. Mm-hmm. And so it was really easy to pull from that inspiration and her group of friends. And I mean, her friend, Ann Crawley, who is very much one of the characters in this book, <laughs> They used to, she's very kind of like grumpy old lady, but they crafted together. They all, she always be in my house crafting. They make Christmas ornaments and do craft shows together. <laughs> I love that so much. That's so funny because the pipeline of the Midwest to Colorado, I totally know that because that happened in my family. Um, mm-hmm. My mom's 
dad, so my mom's grandparents passed away and her dad was the oldest and he was the only one who was 18. So all of his other siblings had to be, he went into the army and, or he went into the Navy and his siblings had to be spread around the country. And his youngest sister who was only 14, went to live with their family in Detroit. And so then their youngest son was like six months old when she moved in with him. And she just like, was like, I love this baby. And they like bonded forever. And then she went on to become a nun and he moved to Colorado (laughs) and they live in Eagle Vale. And um, like we at a family reunion, my dad was like, oh, like we were big skiers. Like we would love to like come out to Colorado. And he's like, that's fine, but you have to bring Aunt Mary with you. (laughs) You can't just come. You can't come without Mary. Yeah. And so that's that's so funny. But that was my experience. Like I grew up skiing in Colorado and it truly is. It's like one of those places that I can't believe like exists in my country. I know it's so beautiful. So beautiful. And I think through writing this book, I realized also how much I did not appreciate it while I was Mm -hmm. there. You know, you kind of never explore what's in your own backyard. And so I went to certain places. I did a lot more probably as a kid. I played soccer and we'd have all the soccer tournaments in the mountains all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, So I traveled there for that. I will say I am not a skier. I am afraid of heights. I don't like the cold. It is everything that I hate in one activity. I remember (laughs) I went skiing with my cousin once. I'm biracial. And so um, I went with my white family. So it goes on your point. And I still remember we left and my aunt was like, oh no, my car, it's buried in the snow. I can't leave. I can't leave. She had, I think like four men push her out of her spot. And then as we were driving, she goes, oh my gosh, my parking brake's been on. <laughs> so, <laughs> I remember driving away. I will never forget that. I think I was like nine. Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, but I would go up there. I liked everybody to go skiing and I can be like, I'll sit in the like lot in the lodge and drink hot the, cocoa. The opera ski is the best yes. part anyway. <laughs> there's no housewives of Colorado. I know there's not. Which I feel like there should be because there's some bougie parts of that there, state. Colorado has been featured in many of a housewife trip. This yeah. new season of Beverly Hills, all the drama goes down in Aspen. <laughs> but if Drew had a favorite Housewives franchise. Which would it be? Potomac. Everybody's favorite Housewives (laughs) franchise should be Potomac. If that's not your favorite Housewives franchise, you need to ask yourself some deep questions and figure out what's happening. Okay. And now if the Dirty Birds were a Housewives franchise, who would be the center girl? Mm. (laughs) Let's see. She's taking this question very seriously. It's a very serious question. Colette would not be. Colette's too grumpy. Um, Colette's a friend of. Yes. I mean, she would be like the supporting character, like the center. That's how my my best friend Mark and I, um, because he is such a big Housewives fan. Like literally when I used to live in New York City, every time he came to visit, he was like, can we go see Sonia's townhouse? like and what stand on the sidewalk (laughs) like we're not going in it's not a museum I mean it it Um, should it should be (laughs) I I, I mean at this point it's it costs so much money she might as it might be the only way she can yeah out of the hole Um, I think Mona would be Mona would be the center mm, for sure Mm -hmm. Um, but every time we're talking about like other people he goes "Mm, that's a friend of (laughs) (laughs) because you know like on reality shows and it would be like Alexa and Phoebe friend of Alexa (laughs) yeah yeah I think I would I would also be a friend of mainly because I feel like 
I, I did a... <laughs> I did a newsletter a while back that was like what my um, housewife, like I did like the romance, the real housewives of romance Landia. And I had a few like authors like send their, um, what their taglines would be. And I, mine was, um, I might write happily ever afters, but if you come for me, I'll write your demise or something Ooh. like that. Yeah. But then I was like, it would be like dot, 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 but please don't be nice to me let's be friends. <laughs> please don't, please don't yeah, hate me. But please don't come after me. Yeah. Let's be nice to each other. I'm only writing it in my head. I'm yeah, not exactly. actually doing this. Oh, that's so funny. Which is, I just, I, I can never get over that because I'm like, you have lived like such like an unbelievable life. And I know it probably feels like, you know, it was like Derek's thing for so long as you were like bopping around the country and, you know, raising kids and whatnot. But like, I, you've had these like epic experiences yeah sometimes I look back at them I'm like oh yeah wow that didn't happen like and I have did, to- like in the moment feel so I don't know like when did Derek start playing in the NFL when I was 19 you know what I mean like I was so young and, and then I had been so many for that. like that was always his yeah goal. but I mean he was I think maybe the youngest person that year in the draft so because he went oh, his wow. junior year and then I was two years younger than him. And so it's one of those things that as you're in it, it doesn't feel as like grand. And then like you step away for a second and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, hmm, that was wild. Like there's this one time when we were living in Green Bay and I was trying to like really make friends because the first year we lived in Green Bay, I got there exactly a week, maybe not even a week before Harlow was born, my second daughter, mm-hmm. like he had gotten traded. And so I was so pregnant and I don't know if anybody knows this, but Green Bay is very cold. So it's like, I wasn't like going to football games with my like three month old, you know? Wisconsin? Cold. Yeah, Wisconsin? Who would have thought? No, I never heard it. Um, but so I didn't really make any friends that year because I was just inside with like my toddler and my newborn. So the next year I was like, I'm going to make friends. I'm going to like go out my way. And one of the wives was hosting this jewelry party at their house. And I was like, okay, that'll be nice. I'll go. So I remember I like packed up the babies and had like I put a bottle of wine in my diaper bag and like walked in and she's like oh, I have a nanny downstairs to, like watch the kids so like you know you can stay up here and um I gave her the wine and then I walked into the room and there was a literal film crew like the news crew was there to oh film the jewelry party and I was like I'm sorry what <laughs> well, why are they here and it was so wild they tried to like mic me up to like interview me and I was like no thank you and somebody so fast was like she doesn't want to I will and I was like yeah. okay wait that's so funny because there's this girl who I follow on TikTok her name is Allison well her married name is Rochelle her husband uh he played for the Chargers for four years and then he was with the Colts last year and now he plays for the Browns um but when he when they moved from LA to Indy she was did the same thing I'm like okay like I'm gonna like um like I have to make friends. I'm in yeah. the middle of like the sky. The sun doesn't come out here. I'm miserable. I need to make friends. <laughs> and she went to a jewelry party and all the girls were getting their noses pierced. So she was like, oh, I'll get my nose pierced. And then they go, all right, that'll be like $3,000. Cause it was like a real diamond. <laughs> she was like, what? what? She was like, I don't know. She was like, my husband's take it agent. out like I don't take know it what 
Yeah. And so, oh, it was, she's so funny. I, every time I like comment on her videos, I'm like, have you read the playbook series by Alexa Martin? I think you'd really <laughs> like it. Cause she does these hilarious videos of like day in the life of an NFL wife. And mm-hmm. she changes her captions to like sugar daddy and like all oh this gosh, stuff. That's so funny. People are so mean to her being like, oh, you don't have a real job. Like you just live off your husband's money. Yeah. And she's like, she's an interior designer. <laughs> she's like, what do you think I do? He travels all the time and I don't go to every away game. Yeah. You don't go to any away games really. I'm that was like, it was so funny the like reality of it versus what everybody thinks on the outside which is why the playbook series was so much fun to write to like dig into all of that but um and I fell head over heels in love with all of those men that you wrote in the playbook series but I seriously have like Jasper is so good I love Jasper I like that I actually completely stopped saying what this book is about <laughs> well, that's my fault because I love to talk about this stuff with you. Um, just to like remind people of how cool you are. And <laughs> um, but Jasper is the love interest in Better Than Fiction, and he's a romance author. Yeah. So the dirty birds decide to help uh Drew out and invite him to the store for a book signing and reading. And he's he likes to because he's like a big wig author who has like big wig money so he likes to kind of move around and live where he's writing and his next book is set in Denver so he's gonna be there for a while what a privilege like my dream is to do that can you imagine I know what a dream um partly why I I don't know know how I came up with that at all it has nothing to do with me um but so he needs help um learning about Denver for his book and so he comes up with this plan when he finds out that she doesn't like to read where if he will create a uh, he'll curate a book bucket list of books for her to read and pair them with outings or dates (laughs) and if she'll show him around Colorado so they kind of make this deal where she's taking him all around Colorado to like um, hike in the mountains or to go uh, whitewater rafting they go I don't know they just go all the places and then he takes her to like the renaissance festival and to a concert and they just kind of spend all of this time exploring and she is also healing through these activities right through getting back into nature through uh, like finding a love of fiction Mm -hmm. she starts to heal from the loss of her grandmother it's so I think it's something that a feeling that like all women can relate to that when we feel well, there's like that saying like when one door closes uh, somewhere a window opens mm-hmm. but until the window opens we feel so like well that I, that chapter is moved on and I, I don't know if it's yeah. like a societal thing if it's a maternal thing but you can just tell that Drew was like I I loved this thing of photography so much and if I can't do it I don't want to do any part of it. And that's something Mm -hmm. that I could really relate to. And like all the changes that I've gone through in the last two years of like, sometimes it's like more painful to do the thing that you love Mm -hmm. and the way that her world like opens back up. It's like very like indoor kid and outdoor kid energy, energy between (laughs) the two of them, which is so sweet. Like he was so swoony and I think it's, I'm like, obviously you created him, but like, (laughs) Um, I I love him so much. I loved, it was, I know some people really love like a 
dark kind of angsty story and this is kind of the opposite of that like she is angsty she is dealing with the Mm -hmm. aftermath of losing the person who was most supportive in her life so she already has that internally that I didn't want to throw more of that at her I wanted to create this hero who just like showed her like it doesn't matter what you're going through you're worthy of being loved and I'm just going to show you that I'm going to show you how wonderful you are and I'm going to like walk alongside with you as you're going through this and I really wanted that for her. Yeah. <laughs> really loved Jasper. Who is Jasper's favorite romance author? Like who, where his inspiration from coming from? I think he'd write more of the like epic, long, like literary romances too. Mm. I did, um, coming up, I have a, something to share. Well, it would have already been shared by the time this ends, like a book romance, like a recommendation from him. And he recommends... That Matt Haig is that how you pronounce it? Oh, name? Matt Haig. I, I interviewed mm-hmm. him. He's been on the show. You did? Oh, look at you, name dropper. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody's um, listened to it already. But. Yeah. So I would say his are probably a little more of the um like fiction with a strong romantic elements. Mm-hmm. I would say it would be his more than like, but he loves all of the books. Like he recommends. I don't put the names of the books in here. It was something that I don't think I was like supposed to do, but like she's definitely reading Jen DeLuca's Well Met. And, ah, yes. you know, so he he reads across the board and he, she's reading Daisy Jones and the Six. And so maybe not all necessarily romances, but he's giving her all of the recommendations. Maybe some Jasmine Guillory as well. Yeah, some Jasmine Guillory. I think is that where they did the cooking class? Um, one of Suzanne Park's book, um, what is it? So we meet again. That was one that I used as inspiration for their dates. Yeah. So I think just like all across the board. So Harlow loves romance Mm -hmm. and I know she hasn't read any of your books, but like she's read mom jeans. She helped me when I was doing my edits. She sat with me and we read through the entire book and she says that it's one of her favorite books and I don't know if that's to butter me up or it's true but well mom jeans is mom jeans is amazing and if you have Mm. not read mom jeans and other mistakes by the Alexa Martin you (laughs) must read it it is so good like it is it is some of your best work thank you I love that book really it's so good um and that's more like women's fiction yeah that's not a romance um, yeah which is why she read it because I don't think she's really into the Bridgerton series right now like we watched Mm -hmm. the Netflix show and so she's really into it um but and you know there's one thing about reading a romance book at 13 and kind of maybe getting a little like pink in the cheeks reading the kissing scenes but there's something else completely when you know your mom is the one who wrote it and she doesn't want that neither do I (laughs) (laughs) I just think it's uh like if you could because the, the spice is very good in this one. This is yeah. also some of her best yeah. work in that sense. Thank you. Think, can I say I agree? Is that like tacky? <laughs> no. I agree. I really struggle to write sex scenes sometimes, but the ones in Better Than Fiction, I was so excited to write. I love them so much. I they're, think they're really good. They're so good. They're so satisfying. And like, especially for like a trad pub, like open door romance, mm-hmm. I feel like the 
I don't know. The, the dialogue around romance has like come to the forefront of social media, like especially during the pandemic with the rise of TikTok and BookTok and all of these indie authors who write like, you know, Kool-Aid, I call it Kool-Aid man romance where they just smash the door in, like <laughs> the door's not open, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> and like, I love some smut, like there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, but I think the the balance between oh, this is fun and this is hot and spicy, but also just like you can like get their connection through that, mm-hmm. which is what I think a lot of um, trad pub romance readers look for. Um, like, I don't know, it felt very, it felt very realistic and well-paced and I was a fan, Thanks. Thank obviously. <laughs> I made <laughs> I made Alexa listen to me read my review of this book out loud. <laughs> It was wonderful. Thank you. Because I am afraid to go onto sites and read my reviews. I was like, I would like to know it, but I'm afraid to open the website to see. Um, And the female, like the female friendships in this book, which you obviously like we know is like one of your, you're such a good friend. So you write friends very well. um, And you write these like realistic groups of women who have disagreements on things. Um, So I know that this was a standalone, but if you could write a book by any of the others about the any of the any of the other side characters, whose book would you want to focus on? Well, I think when you write traditionally published romance, even if it is a standalone, I kind of think you still have to keep that open mm. to think like who else could it be? Because so many are like, if maybe down the line it does get another one, like who would I do? Um, so I think as I was writing it, um, I really think Daisy, who's her half sister in the story, I think she would be really fun to write about because she's just kind of coming into her own and you see her trying to figure out who she is. Um, Elsie is already married. Elsie is so funny. Elsie was maybe that I think I maybe knew who Elsie was before I knew who Jasper was. I, 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 I wrote, love Elsie. I would read um, her book in a heartbeat. I think I'd like did like I do little character descriptions and it was like, um, Married to high school sweethearts, mama four, hot mess, but tries hard. And everybody was like, so you? I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> it is me. But, um, I mean, I think I said this to you, but I think that there is real merit in stories about married couples who have to find their way back to each other and not because they're unhappy, but just because like life, what does she have? She has four kids. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm, I wonder who I wonder who she's based on. Yeah. 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 It's a mystery. Yeah. Um, I know you said that you said you would like her book and I was kind of like, really? And now I've been thinking about it a little more so I could, I could see an idea coming for her. Well, she's like, she does have that like Vonnie energy of being Mm -hmm. like, she's like you can tell that she's just like really passionate about everything Mm -hmm. and um I don't know I just think that that would be I loved the world so much that I would love to see because like Drew's coming back to this place and so someone who's like established there and has chosen to live their life there I'm just like Mm -hmm. "Hmm." I would just be very interested yeah I think it could be a really good story I really liked Elsie I loved all the characters in this book honestly I and again the setting too. I just really, this book wasn't an easy book for me to write. I think when I first kind of sat down and came up with the idea of it, even though it was based around somebody who had inherited a bookstore. So obviously there was a loss there. I think in my head, as I like sent it to my agent and my editor, it was going to be more strictly rom-com, but I don't know, this might be too heavy. I 
think I got the call from my agent saying that I got the book deal literally the day after my mom's funeral, (laughs) like literally the day after I was standing outside my best friend's front yard. And because grief is in there and that's kind of what I was walking through at the time, it becomes a little more prevalent in the story. It's still funny, I think, and it still has a slighter moment, but she's still definitely walking through that. And so it wasn't easy to kind of go through my own journey of that while exploring hers. Mm -hmm. Like part of it was nice. Like it was a nice place for me to kind of put my thoughts and feelings other times it was like I don't really want to think about this right now and I don't want to have to you know because even if you're happy there's it's always kind of like oh god what's going to bring me back to it in this next moment right um well that's something that they teach us in acting school of like there's only so much of your own experience that you should use like mm -hmm. relating to a character is really great but you do have to like protect yourself because sometimes you can go too far into it and not know how to pull yourself back. Yeah. Um, but this is something I was talking about with Emily Henry and Carly Fortune this year, the idea of, I know you said like literary romance of like Matt Haig, but I think that there is an element of literary rom-coms where the characters are going on these very individualized journeys and the romance is like, not necessarily second, but just like a couple steps behind of the Mm -hmm. character because, and I think that readers enjoy that because you cannot be with someone else wholly unless you are wholly yourself. Mm -hmm. And if you're like working through your own ish, then like you have to do that first before you can commit to another person. So I think it, um, I think it balances each other out nicely where you get the laughs, but you're also like, huh, I've, I've had those moments and I get that. Yeah. There's a part at the end of the book where, I mean, I've read, I don't know how many times I've read through this book. It's like one of (laughs) so many times and I still cry at that chapter. I know not everybody has who's read it, but it is like, so like close to, I think Mm -hmm. something that I think of with my grandma and everything that it just makes me cry every single time, every time I read it. I think is so powerful for people and um Drew is just so great so if you could think of any like fan casts like um I'm the worst at this when people are like who do you picture I'm like I don't know <laughs> yeah I don't know either I just want to say like I would like to imagine Z- Zendaya as any of my characters because I'm obsessed with her I'm oh obsessed yes with her so I mean right off the bat I gotta go a little bit and I love how like I love her characters I love how she can be like very glam but like most of her characters are just like in like t-shirts and tennis shoes and just Mm -hmm. like very sarcastic and Drew has that like to her yeah Um, but I don't know she might be a little too young that was what I was thinking but But no I think she's 26 though so isn't that wild I know I know (laughs) there are some things I'm like wait what (laughs) I know honestly I know I'm not I haven't, been, I've been read, I'm not reading, I've been reading enough because I've been writing so much, um, that I haven't been watching too much television other than like the housewives, you know, like housewives. I mean, they, they, they could think. be in it. I'm sure it would be a what? very different film if imagine? they were in it. Wow. Can you imagine? <laughs> I just think of Lu- Luann's, um, music video from her Christmas song from last year. <laughs> I, there's a new commercial going now I can't remember it's for like NFL network or whatever like cable and it's the housewives are in it like Teresa oh yes and Kenya and Kyle I was like if this isn't just like can I just put 
the playbook series over the name because like if that's not the most perfect advertiser for my books I don't know what honestly mm. oh my gosh um yeah. all right well I don't want to take up too much of your time because very excitingly we know that well we know I know <laughs> I don't know if you're allowed to talk about it um but you are currently working on something yeah I'm it should be currently pressing send and turning it in that's what I should be doing <laughs> Um, yeah, my next book, which I think is like a true rom-com. Oh, like yeah. it's like the first time where I'm just like, so oh, yeah, like the parents are alive. Everybody's just like kicking and doing a great job. It's not like a ton of trauma. Um, and it is about a woman who moves back home with her parents after she's kind of been publicly shamed and is forced to abandon her career in Los Angeles. And when she gets home, she realizes that her high school nemesis lives down the street and is also the vice president of the HOA. And to kind of get back at her and get her out of the neighborhood, he issues a HOA violation. And uh, when she finds out, she decides to run against him for HOA president. <laughs> and it's just so ridiculous and so much fun. I really I love truly this think story. that that would be if your books were ever optioned for film I think that is the one that like Netflix would snap up in a heartbeat I what's so funny about this book is I didn't picture it as like I've never written a screenplay before but that's how I saw this one it was like I'm gonna write a screenplay and like I can see it as like a kind of like a Abbott Elementary like docu one of it with her moving back home and you know she's just this biracial woman who lives in the small Ohio suburb outside of Columbus and her mom has all of the live laugh love quotes all over the walls and you know Christian girl autumn yeah exactly exactly like the bible verse on her phones in the morning and so um it's just really a really fun book it's so you mentioned Harlow liking romance the other day or you mentioned her liking it the other minute but the other day I was really stuck on one thing I was just like had to come up with this one part that everything else I had and this one thing I couldn't quite figure out and I was talking to one of my friends on the phone I was trying to figure out and was just like I know I know what it should be I can I know what your book should be I have like your whole book written I was like well the whole book is written basically Harlow. <laughs> and I was like I don't I can't rewrite the entire book and she was just like well you're just ignoring me and I know what you should do and so I told my friend I was like I'll call you later Harlow's got an idea I gotta listen to her her idea was mafia romance. I said, ma'am, get out of my car. Get out of my car right now. She's been reading all of like the like fan fiction online and she's been like very into like these like mafia. Oh dear. I mean, so it's like mafia some... romance, but then when she Colin, turns 18, I have some recommendations for her. No, she said, then Colin. So she turns into an assassin. And I said, ma'am, <laughs> this is not what I'm writing, but thank you so much for your opinions. I can't believe you made me hang up the phone <laughs> to tell me about a mafia boss and an assassin. <laughs> oh, well, okay. So Harlow's on book talk. Now we yeah. know. Um. <laughs> she goes every day. She goes, mom, oh, I'm just so sad. I'll never find anybody like in my books. I was like, welcome to the world of a reader, ma'am. <laughs> um, Harlow, you'll, you're setting yourself up for a lifetime of disappointment. Yeah, exactly. I know. But at least she understands it now. 
Well, so. so excited that you are raising the next generation of romance <laughs> readers. Um, thank yeah. you so much for taking the time to chat with Thanks me. Thanks for having me back. This was so much fun. Always. always. Better Than Fiction comes out November 8th. So you can go vote in the midterm elections and then go pick up your copy um, and hope that good things happen for the world. <laughs> Woof. Honestly. <laughs> Oh, I did not do that. We'll no. need a little romance and a happiness in our life after. And you will definitely get polls. that with yeah. Drew and Jasper <laughs> and their delightful story. And it's such a good book for fall, honestly. Like, yeah. like you just feel, you're like, oh my God, I feel like I am outside and there's cool breeze and the leaves are changing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have I sunscreen. No, I wasn't eye. even a hiker before I went. I mean, I'm not now. I want to be a hiker. Yes. <laughs> As I was writing that book, I was like, and I need to go on a hike. Oh, I'm I've a hiker. That before. On our writing really... retreat, I'll take you on a hike. Okay. Yes, please. I, I can guarantee um... that Amber will stay home. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, Tricker, I was, what was I watching? I was watching like a YouTube or a TikTok or whatever. And they're like, I'll never trust Oprah again. And I was like, what? Oprah like tricked them into like going on a hike. She said it was only like seven minutes. And she's like, no, I just said it was seven minutes up the first hill. So we'll oh. just trick her. We'll just be like, we're just going like, it's just like, you know, five minutes away. And then we'll just. Yeah. We'll tell her we're going to like buy journal supplies or something. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to buy fountain, fountain pens. pens. <laughs> 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 oh, all right. Well, thank you so much, Alexa. Hey, I'll talk get to your, you soon. Yes. Get your copies of Better Than Fiction. All right. Thanks for having me. I can't recommend Alexa's books enough if you're looking for something fun with a lot of heart and very good romance. Alexa is a wonderful person, a wonderful writer, and I seriously mean it when I say Better Than Fiction is one of my favorite books of the year. So go out and get your copy today. Thank you so much for listening. Your support here at Reader List It means the absolute world to Ashley and myself, who will be back next week. And we cannot thank you enough. As 2022 starts to dim and we look forward to a new year, please know you are our favorite people. And we hope that this podcast brings you as much joy as it brings us. We'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.